Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, we're back with another Live Golf update. And we've always said that as news breaks surrounding Live Golf, and in this case, in the run-up to the next event that's happening in Bedminster next week, then we're going to be here to talk about it. And Elk, we've had three new signings, three new guys who have moved from the PGA Tour across to Live Golf this week. And well, we're going to talk about them and everything else surrounding it. Yeah, and one of them, of course, is Jason Kokrak, our own secret golf contributor, who, you know, he won three times within the last two and a half years uh, on tour, which, you know, he's very hot, not um, that well known on the tour, though he is to us with the three wins. Also, Kokrak had a sponsorship with Saudi Arabia before where he went over and played in some of their events before. So not surprising there. I, I didn't know. I hadn't heard the name Charles Howe. I knew Stenson, of course, one of your Ryder Cup uh, heroes over there. We'll have to talk about that. Um, but, you know, I think, Diane, you know, a way to summarize this in the beginning was a lot of people thought that the live product wasn't going to be any good. And it is good. And things are happening. And, you know, yes, there's things about 54 hole shotgun starts, but they have a counter to that. I mean, they're going for a, when you read their what they're trying to do over there, they have a different idea of who they're trying to attract. They're trying to attract my son's group in the 30s and 30s and 40 year olds where the tour is more tri- fixed on the over 65 is, the, is their current market so um we got a lot to break down but uh, let's get into it right well um let's start by talking about the three new signings um you know jason kokrak as you mentioned no big surprise because he's been wearing golf saudi sponsorship for quite a while now and um and the writing was kind of on the wall with that one so for someone like jason kokrak as you say the last kind of year and a half has just been pivotal in his career getting three wins under his belt and um and now moving across he's good friends with pat perez so um i'm sure these guys i mean obviously these guys are talking and guys from the pga tour are seeing what's going on hearing what's going on and if their friends are part of it then they're obviously getting some some great insight right away charles howell the third 
Um, again, I mean, I, I hadn't heard that rumour either, so that's fine, it is what it is. But let's get right into Henrik Stenson, who, before the official live announcement came yesterday, the Ryder Cup Europe team put on their social media channels that basically he was no longer captain. And uh, by agreeing to go to live, then his captaincy was gone. What did you make of all of it yesterday, bearing in mind that later in the day, Stenson put out his own statement? Well, as you know, I don't have a dog in the Ryder Cup fight as not intently as, as you and the Americans do. Mine, mine falls more in Australia with the President's Cup. However, I know how important it is to Europe and it's certainly a blow, but I think there was a number of blows. I mean, there was, you know, Garcia would have been a future captain. Poulter was going to be a future captain. Westwood was going to be a future captain. Kamer, Martin Kamer was going to, there's four. And now Stenson, of course, would probably be the fifth. So maybe a generation of captains have gone through. Will that survive that? Will the Ryder Cup be able to survive it? I think so. Although we talked on this very show about the DP Tour now being involved with the PGA Tour and there's 10 cards now that come from straight off the DP Tour and they get their card in America. What will that do to the Europeans um, guys, you know, that are trying to build that alliance? I mean, I talked to you on this very show about when Ballesteros was young and Woosnam and Sandy Lyle all these guys, would they have just jumped straight away and gone to America if they if they were the hot new player in Europe? Mm -hmm. So very, um, you know, I'm not surprised, of course, Diane Stenson loses, loses out on that. He said he didn't want to, but um, of course, it was out of his hands. And he had made his feelings about Liv pretty clear from the get-go. And, you know, it wasn't a surprise to hear that his name was confirmed by Live Golf. I think the bigger surprise was looking back to what he said in March when he was given the the Ryder Cup captaincy and it was all announced and he spoke about, you know, just what a great honor it was. And I think those comments have maybe come back to bite him on the bum a little bit in that a lot of people highlighted them yesterday and they were like, well, what's changed in this very short amount of time? Knowing fine well, I mean, in his statement, he did say that he he didn't want to give up the captaincy and he was hoping that this was a world where the two could coexist. I mean, come on, like we all knew that that, that wasn't going to be an option, but did he pick the, the money over the honor? Well, it's, the answer to that question is easy. He's over there with Liv now. Um, so he wrote in his brief that um, it was a commercial deal right he was thinking about the money i don't know what the number was do you know was it 40 million or something like that i don't know i i haven't really heard too much about what his number was but then i mean stenson hasn't been playing great golf his the the main appeal to stenson right now is the fact that he was Ryder cup captain and again he's got a lot of his buddies playing on live golf too so the captaincy had to increase his value surely possibly i mean when you start to think about you know, the talk of Cam Smith, who just won the Open Championship, is talking about going to live, although he's no rush for Cam Smith. I'm, I'm not changing the subjects, but there's no rush for him because he's in line to win the FedEx Cup in maybe a month or so, which is 26 million. May as well stick around and get that too before you leave, if you are going to leave, Diane. Um, you know, these guys, you know, obviously are taking a lot of flack, but they don't care. You know, when I talk to my players and I talk to a lot of these agents around, they say the numbers about 85% of the tour players right now that are waiting to be asked by Liv to make the move. <laughs> and one of the interesting things is 
not everybody thinks like Rory and Justin Thomas or even um, Jordan Spieth. You don't hear much of Jordan Spieth speaking out about it because he's on the board. He's getting paid a million two, I think, from the tour to be on the board. So you don't hear any comments from from Jordan because he has a vested interest in protecting the tour. But if you go, you know, it'd be interesting if you've got a guy on the tour, Diane, that was 140th on the money list. I would like to hear his opinion. And I think there's a big storm brewing on the tour. They can say whatever they want, the press can, but these defections or these guys that have moved over are so massive, a, a bang on the tour. I mean, Henrik Stenson, if you play a European tour event, Henrik Stenson commits to that event. It's a, automatically a big event in Europe. You get Dustin Johnson to commit to the Houston Open, boom, it's going to make the Houston Open a success. Bryson DeChambeau. Brooks Koepka, all of these are, Liv has four of the, of the big eight that puts fannies in the seats, Diane. And those four are Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, Bryson DeChambeau, and who's my last? Oh, Phil Mickelson. Phil. If that, any of those guys sign up for an event, remember uh, American Express got Phil Mickelson to sign up for and to represent the American Express tournament in Palm Springs, automatically gives that, elevated success to that event for people to say that this is not a good field i mean take a look at the field behind you this week at the 3m diane jason gore who works for the usga is in the field this week at the 3m so the storm that i'm seeing is if i'm on tour diane right now you know which is not too long ago i would put together the players somehow and pull together and get monaghan to sit down because the word out there right now is the sponsors are very unhappy you know, they've lost 30 guys off the tour, basically. Forget who they are. They're all pretty much, they're all exempt players. So now the tour is going to backfill those 30 with guys that actually don't even have cards on the tour or, or lesser known, weaker players. And the sponsors are very unhappy. There's been talk of, of tournaments just pulling out altogether in 2023 because it's not the product they bought. My question, if I was a tour player, What's going to happen to me if I if I stay? Is the next negotiation of prize money going to be less? And am I going to be playing for the 3M for $2 million instead of eight? And that's a question that Monaghan is, is going to be faced with. Well, um, I heard that Jay Monaghan was in um, Minnesota this week and he's going to be very transparent with the players. And he said that it will be like a, a kind of open Q&A if any of them have questions. And, and these questions have to be raised because there's, there's going to be a lot of guys that have played on tour for many years now and are maybe not in the position where Liv is coming to them with millions and millions of dollars, but they have to make sure that their futures are secured as well. Yeah, well, you know, the, one of the things that's obvious in this thing to me, and I suppose I have to call myself a super insider because I played on tour for 30 years, the tour thinks they have all the power. And then probably second important would be the TV. They think they have all the power. Okay. But in reality, the players have all the power, and I'll tell you why. Because if they all leave, they kill the PGA Tour and TV. They all go to a new, a new league. So that we're seeing the players leave Diane and it's killing the other two. It's affecting the other two. They have all the power. And um, I think you're realizing that. I mean, not every person, I guess, is happy with their situation on the tour. Some of these guys are not what I call lifers. I used to, I talked about a lifer. I was a lifer. I wanted to play on tour 
my whole life. And I wanted to stay there for 30 years, like Jack, like Arnold, like Jordan Spieth, like Justin Thomas, like, you know, some of these guys that love golf so much. But I listen to a lot of the young guys that are secret golf guys. They want to play 10 years and get out just like anyone else in a job. They want to, they want to get out and make as much money as possible and leave. And, And you're seeing that with this opportunity. And of course it's about the money, but don't forget, you are going over there and playing against a bunch of other good players. It's not like they're, you know, they can say that the bottom end of this new live field is terrible, but the top end is very good. Yeah. And the money is still good for last place. You know, what is it? 120K that they're getting if they finish dead last and, um, and 4 million to the winner. Interesting what you said about the sponsors and that has to be a huge concern right now in that they're putting up the money for the prize funds. If they're not getting what they were promised or what they want to get the return that they saw when they first signed up to this, then sure, you know, maybe lowering the prize fund is an option. But something that we read this morning that I think is maybe even more alarming to the tour is the fact that these big worldwide companies are now trying, well, rumors going around that they're trying to get involved with Live Golf. For example, Adidas, um, I, <laughs> I read this morning, you sent it to me, that they're in talks over a $1 billion deal to sponsor Dustin Johnson's team, AT&T rumored to be in the same boat as well. We know that AT&T sponsor the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, you know, they're huge with Jordan Spieth. So if these worldwide companies are embracing Live and willing to spend that much money to be part of it, then that's hugely concerning for the PGA Tour. Yeah, and if you go to the website on the Live website and try to buy a ticket, for a VIP ticket or any kind of live event going around the world, they're almost all sold out. Yeah. And I thought I thought Portland was very interesting, you know, because it's the most liberal city in 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 the US. And I thought, well, this is going to be a pretty good test to see what happens out there. But they they did terrific with the crowd out there. The crowd was great. I watched it. Uh, my friend Pat Perez, who you know, a lot of people don't even understand the team concept of it because you know he's on the team of four aces. And he did win. He did win seven hundred and fifty thousand for being on the team, and he did shoot an eighty on Sunday. But I don't even think people understand that the first day they take two of the four two of the four scores that go towards the team aspect. The second day they take three scores out of the four, and then the fourth day they take three out of the four. So, so yeah. So I, I know a lot of people tweeted that Pat shot 80 and won 900 grand, but he counted the first two days, but it doesn't really matter. And anyone, they don't care about that, you know, um, but it was good for him. We, and we talked about Pat before. And again, I go back to the same thing all the time and I read all of this anger from both sides on social media. And I'm like, the guys are capable of making their own decisions. So everyone can make their own decision. They're free to do so. And for whatever reason, whether they go or whether they stay, it's up to them. But for someone like Pat, we had said it was a bit of a no brainer. And I think we would say the same about Henrik Stenson had it not been for the Ryder Cup. You know, a guy that um, reached dizzying heights in his career, has achieved a huge amount, is getting older now, has a family and probably many other business ventures going on and has not been playing all that great. So again, for some of these guys, a bit of a no brainer. With Stenson a bit different because the the Ryder Cup captaincy obviously caused a lot of controversy. But for Pat, it was like, you know, how could you ever say no to that? 
Yeah, and I think I read Charles Howard's statement yesterday. He played in 600-some-odd PGA Tour events, and Co-Crack, of course. Co-Crack was in my house when he started the tour back, whatever, 10 years ago. He told me then he was going to try to make as much money as he could and get out because he wanted to get out off the tour and not stay on it. And uh, so it was a no-brainer for him, I suppose. Um, Yeah, any of these guys, Diane, that are in their 40s, Hal, Stenson. Is Stenson 40-something? I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah, I would say so. Um, No-brainer for sure. Um, Just they're starting to sort of backfill that product. They can say, well, he's not a loss. Everyone says he's not a loss. He's not a loss, but they are in totality, Diane. They're massive, and it's, it's hurting the tour very, very badly right now. There have also been rumours circulating. You mentioned Cam Smith. There's been rumours about... Um, Hideki there's you know there's a few other guys that there's still question marks over but do you think that's uh, the position that a lot of them are in right now in that especially Cam there's so little time left in the PGA Tour season before the playoffs begin he probably won't play again until the first round of the playoff events you know and he's in a prime position to go and make a whole ton of money there yeah, Cam's, Cam's sitting pretty. He's coming in second in the FedEx. There's $26 million up for grabs in the, in the FedEx Cup. So absolutely, if Cam's smart, he would stay right where he is. He doesn't have to do anything right now. He said he wants to play in the President's Cup at uh, Quail Hollow. Yeah. Um, Hideki Matsuyama makes sense in thinking, in, in general terms, why he would go to live because uh, Greg Norman's group want to secure a big TV contract, and Japan is a huge market. And if Japan put together a super team, uh, that would be very appealing, I think, to a worldwide tour. Gosh. And, I mean, we've already talked about the likes of Adidas and AT&T. Imagine the, the Japanese technology companies that would want to be part of Hideki's potential team on Live Golf. Yeah, so there's only two, two, two ways that I see it going from here, Diane. One is the tourists don't, don't ever talk to one another and the PGA tour is not going to be able to keep increasing their prize money. I don't think the sponsors are not going to keep climbing on board when the best players are leaving. If they, le- if they lose a Cam Smith, talk of Adam Scott or mm. Mark Leishman that, you know, then you're, you've got a huge problem. The tour may finish up playing, may go back 30 years in prize money back to playing for five, $5 million or $3 million. And, and that's what's, that's what's going to be. And they're going to have this super tour over here playing for all the huge money. That's the only two ways they go. Now, mm-hmm. Ernie Els came out, Retief Goosen came out this week and said, hey, I think there's a way they should, I think Rory McIlroy said before the Open Championship that they, they're on a collision course to sit down and speak. Jay Monaghan has not um, elected to do that. I don't know why not. If I was on tour, I, I, I would get a band of players together to make sure he sat down and hear what it is. Yeah. That the because he is not representing the players at the table right now. He's just representing the tour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, there's question marks over everything. And um, it's really sad to think that there's a question mark over the future of the PGA Tour. Like, that That almost hurts me to think that because... I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, um, a future of the PGA Tour. I, I don't think it hurts the future. I think it's just going to be playing for a lot less. Yeah. Gosh, which which does effectively hurt it. I mean, well, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then of course, there's still with live golf the issue of whether everyone's going to be allowed to play in all the majors going forward. And we heard from the RDA last week, who made their position pretty clear that they were 
sticking with the PGA Tour and, and firmly in bed with them. Official world golf ranking points, are they going to be awarded to Live Golf? Is it fair that they would be allocated points when it's only a, a three-day no-cut event? So a lot of that has to be hanging in the balance. Do you think guys going to Live are worried about that? Well, what if Liv flips the script and says we're going to play 72 holes and play it normal? Yeah. And what, what, what if they did that? And, you know, would that change anything? Possibly. I mean, Greg Norman said in just me reading his interviews that they, he calls himself a startup and they can, they can tweak their model whichever way they want. Okay. Uh, will this be a big event in, in Bangkok? Absolutely. It'll be huge to see all those players go to Bangkok and play. Mm-hmm. Will it be, be big in Bedminster this week compared to Portland? I think if oh, yeah. I'm looking at... I think it's going to gain momentum. I mean, they're playing two courses at Bedminster. They're playing a, a, a composite course of the two. I've played the golf course up there. It's fantastic. Um, so it's, it's going to be a good venue. And, um, well, it's a Trump course. And do you really think he's not going <laughs> to pull out all the stops to make this just one of the most incredible events that the golf world has ever seen? <laughs> well, you can say whatever you want about President Trump or past President Trump, he has great venues. He always has. Turnberry, Doral, these places are first-class places. Trump, LA, they're all great. They're, they're all great courses, great venues. He has to be um, He has to be a little bit butthurt as well in that his course was removed from the PGA Championship rotation. So now he's getting a chance to showcase his product on a global scale. And, you know, of course, he wants to put on the best show possible. My son, Sam, yes, of course, my son, Sam, is going to be at the live event next week up there. He uh, has a new job and he's working, you know, with a company out of Philadelphia in golf travel, all access. And um, he's going to drop down as Pat Perez's guest. And now now maybe Kokrak, Jason Kokrak and Sam, when Sam was little and Kokrak started the tour, I remember dropping Sam off at the Redstone Club when Sam was about, oh, I don't know, 14, 13 years old when Kokrak had a 6.50 tee time. They, they hit it off really good together. And Sam walked every hole with Jason Kokrak when he was a rookie on tour. And those, those two guys have been tight ever since. Uh, and, of course, Pat Perez has grown up with Sam since he was a little boy. So it's gonna be, we're going to put Sam on this show next week, Diane, and give us an on-the-ground live update. He's got to work for that VIP ticket next week for sure. And uh, and we want to hear from him everything that's going on. We um, You had spoken to H, Pat Perez's caddy, just about how well they were treated out there too, which is a, a huge thing for them. So we're, you know, we're going to gather more information. I think that the more we, the more events there are, the more names that go, the more we see it. Um, it's just, as you said at the start, this is not going away. This thing is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean, the product, um, you know, like I said, if you go on the website, Diane, and try to buy a ticket to a live event, they're almost sold out or they are sold out all the way to October in, in Miami, which I think I'm going to go and you're going to come with me. Okay. You're going to go to Miami. Um, some of their VIP tickets are over there. They're very expensive, but they're sold out. They have, you know, these sushi bars and, and, their, and their hospitality, cigar rolling station, massage tables. They have all this stuff. Uh, it's just a different product. They have huge, huge um, concerts at night with huge acts that people are dying to see. Um, they're going for it. There's no doubt about that. So, And you'd think you as know, well... 
the, a, a broadcast deal is coming. You know, who knows what platform it's going to be. But right now, the only way you can watch is on their website and through YouTube Live. So for me, I think that I'm more involved in what's happening in the run up to the tournament. And then once play begins, I feel like I'm not even bothered. I'm not keeping up with it. I don't really know what's happening. But that's the area that's going to change for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I think they're angling for that for sure. And I think it all is all political at this at this point. Who's going to step forward first? You you mentioned that, you know, Adidas, or AT&T, possibly sponsoring team that could be, it, it may not be true, but they will finish up. Uh, Diane, look, they got 150,000 people in two weeks, joined them on Twitter. There's there's certainly not no interest in live golf when it comes to the fan. They're out there. We saw them in Portland. You know, I was at the golf club with my wife and, and kids and we were watching on the big screen because we were following Pat Perez. He's a close friend of all of ours. And all the people in the club were like, what is this? This is and I, I told them this was the live event. And they said, well, why are you so? pulling so hard for Pat and then I, I showed him the scoreboard down the left and he was on the four aces team and I told him what was at stake for those four and they all really got into it and they were watching it all the way to the end probably about 40 or 50 people in in the in the bar and uh, they thought it was pretty damn cool watching the, the team event coincide with the individual and when Carlos Ortiz made that long putt on the last hole and all of his team ran around with made each one of them 250 grand by the way it was very exciting to people to see that. And that's, and for those that think that the live golf product was, it was going to fizzle. It hasn't fizzled. It's not a bad product. It's great. Okay. All right. Well, um, people want to know about it too, because anytime we talk about it and post a video or a podcast about it, the, the clicks are through the roof. So it's grabbing everyone's interest and attention and um, I mean there's new developments every week the event's happening next week so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to talk about then yeah and Jason Kokrak I texted with him yesterday he's joining uh, Brooks Kepka's team smash smash team so uh, that'll be an upgrade to Brooks Kepka's team of course a lot of these guys Diane are thinking about the $750,000 first prize each to yeah. the team winning score so um they are focused on that. And, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of tour players and, you know, that, that they're all waiting for the call, right? They want to, they want to know how they can get over there. Yeah. Um, you've got two things you're gunning for. And I, people say, well, there's no incentive. Well, yeah, 750,000 on the team's plenty of incentive. If you, if you're not playing too good. Right, Elk, thank you very much. It's always great to talk about it. Um, as we say, it's evolving constantly and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk a little bit about the Live Golf event and the run-up to kicking off at Bedminster. And we'll be talking to Sam on the set up there at the Live Golf, maybe Co-Crack, maybe Perez, and we'll get a real lowdown of what's going on up there. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.